Hello, friends, and welcome to Monday, April the 4th, to a new week. Thanks for joining me for today's episode of Enough for Today. We're thanking God for a great weekend at Emmanuel, uh, both the night of worship last night and yesterday. The big deal at Emmanuel always is that we open God's Word together. Right now, we're going through the Gospel of John, and yesterday we journeyed through much of chapter 3, and so if you haven't been able to uh, catch that yet, it's available on the archive right now, YouTube and on the website. It will also run rerun live uh, at, at 7 o'clock tonight, so I invite you to join us and continue the journey of Jesus up close. And right now, I invite you to turn to Psalm 39, and we begin our week continuing through this marvelous, dark psalm. Uh, David is in a deep, dark place of soul, and he is praying his way through it. <clears throat> we have already really covered, um, we've, we've gotten up to about verse... Seven. So David, just to review with you, is uh, trying to stuff his emotions. He doesn't want to talk about it. You ever feel that way? I just don't want to talk about it. Well, he found that when he decided not to talk, not even to say good things, he just totally went silent. <clears throat> his sorrow was actually stirred within him. His heart was hot and it was like boiling up in him. So the fire burned, he said. And, uh, excuse me. <coughs> Still dealing a little bit with this cough. So then he says in verse 4, Lord, I need, I need some understanding. I need a fresh perspective of the frailty of this life. I need to understand the brevity of my life. And I need to know that I am uh, on your timeline here. That you're at work. And, you know, in big picture, he's saying, give me a perspective of what I see as vain and futile Give me that, give me a heavenly perspective, giving me, giving, give me a God's eye view of what to me seems pointless, okay? He says, uh, a man at his best state, verse 5, is altogether vanity. Every man walks a vain show. Surely they are disquieted, unsettled, noisy, uh, panting after more and, you know, amassing things and achieving things, disquieted in vain. He heapeth up riches and knoweth not who shall gather them. This is where we left off. And now, Lord, now I want you to feel David's, again, he's poetically transcribing his experience. He's leading his soul in, a, in the presence of God through a dark place. And so, He's coming to a resolution. And now, what wait I for? What am I waiting for? And there's a couple of things I want to say about that phrase, what wait I for, okay? The first is, <clears throat> he doesn't know. What am I waiting for? What am I going through this for? Why is this happening? Uh, to what end? Where is this going? What are the outcomes here? What are the consequences? What am I waiting for? And I think there's a legitimate seeking of his soul in the Lord. God, why is this worth going through? I think there's a presumption as well. It's not only a fair question, it's a presumption. There is something coming out of this. I am waiting for something. I'm, I'm choosing to believe by faith in my darkness in God's economy, I don't go through darkness of soul for no reason. 
I'm waiting for something, okay? There is going to be a good outcome. There is something worth hoping in, something worth holding on to, okay? Um, and then thirdly, there's a bit of a resolution here. <clears throat> so there's a fair question, there's a, an assumption, and then there's a resolution. I am going to wait for it. Um, is there is there something worth waiting for? Yes, I believe there's something worth waiting for. Therefore, I'm going to wait for it. To wait in this sense is to not just be patient, that's surely involved in it, but it is to choose to remain in dependence faithfully on the Lord. It is to choose to walk the faith path in hope. It is to deliberately anticipate even though I don't see what I'm anticipating. This is counter to everything David is feeling when you feel this way. This is the last thing you want to do, okay? This is a, uh, that's why I say it's a resolution, it's a resolve. It's a, it is a counterintuitive decision process that goes against everything that David is feeling. And the, the next statement, the next emphasis, the next assertion is uh, what shows us that counterintuitive hopefulness. My hope is in thee. Now, on one hand, he has no other alternatives. So it's as if to say, Lord, I have no other hope. Okay. It's not in my riches. It's not in my power. It's not in my prominence. It's not in my achievements. It's not in my, uh, my own ability to get myself out of this dark place. Lord, my hope is in thee. Okay. So in one hand, it's, in one hand, it's sort of a fallback. I have no other hope. In another sense, it is a leaning in and a deliberate placing. It's a choice to hope when the emotions and feelings of hope are completely gone, okay? He doesn't feel hope, but he is choosing to wait and hope in the Lord. And then he continues the prayer. Deliver me from all my transgressions, whatever of this is the consequence of my sin. Lord, deliver me. Deliver me from the results, the normal, natural, deserved results, the messes I've made. What a great prayer. You ever make a mess and you, you know what we feel like? While well, I made this mess, God has no business, doesn't have any interest in it. I made the mess. I have to get myself out of the mess. That's wrong. Uh, Jesus is the Savior, not me. And he knows my sin. And only he can ultimately deliver me. So David uh, courageously, audaciously prays, deliver me from my transgressions, my messes, my problems, the, the, uh, the things I've made a disaster of. Lord, would you, would you get involved here and, and get me out of these things? Make me not a reproach to the foolish. I don't want to empower the narratives of the atheists, and the diabolical, and the foolish culture around me. I don't want my life to contribute to that narrative. God, I want to wait for you. I want to hope in you. I want to walk forward out of my failure, and I don't want to reproach your name, and I don't want my life to be a reproach to your glory. 
hey, we're going to park right there. Uh, what a great start to a week. Psalm 39 is, is, is profound. The world says, stuff your emotions or vent your emotions. But the Bible says, take your emotions to God. And so, my friend, maybe this psalm is finding you in a dark place. I will tell you, there's something worth waiting for, and there's someone worth hoping in. So choose to do so today and all this week. Have a great Monday. We'll see you tomorrow.